On today's episode of Watch Time, we're sitting down with Najata Davis again, and we're going to be talking about pricing and why different videographers charge different rates and what that should mean for you when you're trying to hire one. Stick around. Welcome back to Watch Time, everybody. We're here again with Najada Davis. What's up, Najada? Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Yes. Right? Yeah. I'm back. And uh, It's really the same day. I don't know if you noticed that <laughs> if, from the, this video on the last, but uh, I have the same sweater on because it's the same day. This is very true. Uh, <laughs> but uh, today I thought we would talk about, or in this episode, really what I want to talk about was um, just a like variable prices in video. So one of our most downloaded episodes was why is video so expensive? And I think a lot of people out there that are uh, that are listening or watching, um, they might even be thinking, because I feel like this is very common in, uh, I guess, in a lot of services, you know, like you'll find like just a whole wide range of things. You know, if you have somebody coming in to do work on your house, like, you know, why is this so cheap? Why is this person so expensive? What are these people in the middle? And I think you're a great person to have this conversation with because, you know, outside of you know, working with us, you have your own stuff that you do that, you know, you run your own company and then you also work with other companies. So you've really seen that wide range. And I think we can really kind of have this conversation to help the people that are watching, like kind of figure out like, what is the range for you and why is it costing what it does? I think that the ranges of, uh, in pricing, right. I think it, why there's such a, I guess you say like a discrepancy or um, why are we not charging the same prices as everybody? Um, probably mainly because the people don't talk about it. There's not clear communication between, you know, what should cost, you know, why headshots should cost this much money. Um, <clears throat> and then everybody jump in and do it. And then the people who, who are hiring you for headshots, they know they're going to pay a certain amount for headshots because it's clear across the board. That's what it costs. And they're only working with you because they want to work with you and they don't want to work with the other person um, and something like that, right? Well, it's because I, I think we're all craftsmen, right? And um, there's a lot of freedom in being able to choose your own, work at your own price. Yeah. Uh, and so it creates a weird competition, Um but it also allows people to to charge more to put themselves in a different bracket, maybe based on experience and the product that they know they can they can turn out. Some folks just want to do projects that cost 50 grand. They do two of those in a year and they don't do any more work. Yeah. And but I think there's a lot of stress, a lot of headache that goes with those projects, too. Um, and they make enough to just kind of sit back and never do another project for the rest of the year. OK. But then there's folks who will do multiple projects on a smaller scale and they're going to charge a different amount for them. Um, you know, why things cost so much and in, in it's, it's really up to you. But you, I think it's big. You, what category do you want to put yourself in? I think it has a lot to do. Um, what clients, where is my, where's my target audience? And what kind of, what can I charge that person? Um, what can I charge that company? And what's realistic? What are their needs? 
I think that stuff is that's what you should be thinking about. Um, people who are just throwing out prices, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how I don't know how successful you're going to be just because you you put a price on your services. Um, you should definitely be thinking about the people that you're marketing to, um, what they're going to be able to pay, and you know what's reasonable. And then you work around like, okay, how much time am I putting into this? Uh, right? How much time and effort? And how much really can I realistically invest? If I'm going around shooting weddings and uh, I've got a red camera that costs 20 grand and lenses that cost 20 grand a piece. So I'm walking around with like, you know, just then that little bit of a kit, you know, maybe I'm spending $150,000 on just my camera kit <clears throat> and I'm doing weddings for $1,000. Uh, I'm an idiot. Sorry. But uh, I'm not. I'm never going to make my money back. Mm -hmm. I, and this stuff might look great, but I'm going to run myself into the dirt. Mm -hmm. um, somebody's going to come looking for me because I can't pay my bills and I can't. I can't pay back all the money I spent on all this gear unless you know my dad gave it to me or something like that. Um, but at that rate, you should probably the work that you turn out should be better. Um, hopefully, it is. And then you should be able to charge more for your work and you're putting yourself in a different bracket, uh, you know, where you're not working with people who are trying to get their things done for 1500 bucks, 2000 You're working with people who are maybe spending, you know, five to $10,000 or more on, on this product. Yeah. If not, you know, keep that camera at home. Yeah. Use it on the commercial. Or use it on that $200,000 commercial yeah. that you can, uh, you know, you can charge what it's worth to bring that type of gear um, that kind of thing. So there's a lot of things that go into like thinking about it, but I don't think it's just one thing. Yeah. There's a lot there that I feel like and you made good points. And I, I think for the people that are are listening and watching, um, anybody that's listened to this podcast in the, the past knows like we always talk about like there's, there's different projects for, for different companies and people have different budgets and you know, you kind of, you do get what you pay for to some extent, but like, you know, it, you could have a really talented person to your point that's, that's good at what they do. They just don't know what to charge quite yet. And so you're still kind of getting really good work for a lower rate. Um, gear is a big part, I know, that plays into that. So if you're, you know, you're trying to think like, why does it cost us for this company? There may be more gear, there may be more overhead. Um, so that's always a good way to look at it. But I also feel like, you know, the, the, the thing is, is like any, any industry out there, any you know, I, lo I love using trades as, as an analogy. My, my family, they were all in the trades. So I feel like that's always something that I, I fall back on just knowing, you know, knowing other people in the trades and like, you know, great example, you know, my wife and I, when we got married, we, we had our starter home and we needed work done to our starter home. So you, you start calling around for contractors, you know, and you don't really know what, what things are going to cost. So you, you always get multiple quotes, which, you know, anybody that's watching you, you'd probably know that get multiple quotes. It's good to see the, the what varies and you can kind of compare, but um, we, we would have people come in and we would always go as, as newlyweds, we go with the lowest quote because, you know, like that was what was in our budget. And, you know, we've had, had times where, you know, it, the work was probably just slightly better than what I could have done, but I didn't have to spend my time on it. You know, and as we've we've uh, gotten older and been married longer, we started to realize, okay, we need to save up some money to be able to have at least middle of the road contractors. And we've been working with them for the most part. And that does come out where it's like, wow, this is great. I didn't have to do it. I wouldn't have been able to do this work. So I feel like that's something for people that are kind of of listening. Like when you think, well, 
price point wise, like I could work with this videographer for a thousand dollars and maybe he has the red camera, you know, which for those of you, if you don't know what that is, it's a very expensive camera, as Nishada mentioned. Um, and then, you know, maybe the middle of the road guy has a lesser camera, but better skills and he's going to get a little bit more accomplished. Who knows? And then maybe that, that, uh, top of the, I guess, high dollar person you could work with, they're going to bring more people. They're going to bring more equipment. They're going to focus more on, um, maybe more on your story and more on different aspects of the production to make sure everything goes smoothly. But I mean, really, when you start thinking about that, like there's a lot of variables that, that play into that. And I know we, we were talking about some of the conversations that, um, you know, the big thing out there is there's a lot of people that don't know what they don't know mm-hmm. until they start to come up in their career. I think there's a lot that goes into like that. You've got to recognize that a lot of these folks are, they have to pay bills and that money has got to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So when you pay someone a certain amount of money, a certain amount of that is going to be going like you're putting food on their table. Yeah. Right. So then how much of this is actually going into the product as opposed to them taking it home? So if you pay somebody to show up for a couple hundred bucks, you know, you and then they're like, oh, man, I want a music video. And you pay that guy 500 bucks and he shows up with his camera and, you know, video comes out like dude who just showed up with his camera and not like big production. It's because you gave that guy enough money to show up, take it home and eat for a couple of days. You didn't really give them enough money to come show up, take money home and put into, all right, let me hire a couple other people. Mm-hmm. Let me get your production. Let me get you some fake money. Let me, right. Yeah. You didn't even, you didn't do any of that. So you got to be like, all right, that's what people say. All right, you get what you pay for. Um, because you paid for one plate of food. You didn't get three courses, yeah. right? Uh, you didn't get three courses because you didn't pay for it. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, that, that's a good point because I feel, and this kind of ties back into as well, like what we've said on this podcast numerous times, Kathy and I always talk about it, that, you know, you can do your own work. You can, there, there's, a, there's a, a place for everything. And like, you know, kind of like thinking about back to what I was saying, like when I was a newlywed, like I looked at the work and I was like, well, I could probably have done that, but I didn't have to. And, and people out there listening, you know, you probably realize your time is worth something. So, you know, some of these people that are starting off in their career that are trying to get their foot in the door. Like maybe they're charging those rates. Maybe that's a good solution for you. Maybe you just need somebody like, I can't get to it. But if, you know, if somebody could put it together, mm-hmm. you know, and then you build a relationship with that person and you can grow your business and you can start to pay them a little bit more money because they're getting experience. So there's a lot of good things to that extent, you know, because I guess the big thing is I don't want to completely say like, hey, don't work with these people that are charging little amounts because, right. you know, these, this is a good opportunity for them to kind of grow and it's a good opportunity for people that need those services at discounted rates because right. small business, you know, you're trying to fit things in your budget. Right. I I definitely think there like there is a time and place to use certain services and pay a certain amount, especially if you're just in that realm. I definitely think some of your best clients will probably be the ones who have tried to do it themselves, whether they tried and failed or they were just like, you know what, I want to I, I don't want to spend my time doing this anymore. Um, and you guys could probably do it better. Those folks are the educated clients. The educated clients are the ones that you want to work with because they know what it what it takes. And usually they'll be okay when you send them a prize. They'll be like, yeah, that's great because, um, you know, I try to do it. And I know how much time I spent on that mm-hmm. and how much money I could make in the amount of time that I spent on that. Mm-hmm. And I, didn't make, I didn't make anything because I was sitting there working on this video. 
And I didn't know what I was doing. And I spent more time learning than I did actually making the product. Uh, and then the product was subpar. Mm -hmm. So I gave it to you guys. You guys are professionals. I'll spend less money, no matter what it is, I'll spend less money mm -hmm. for you guys to do it in less time than, it would, than the amount of money that I would waste on sitting there learning and then getting a worse product. So I do, I try to do quite a bit of teaching when I can to certain people who are like, hey man, I want you to do this thing and it's going to be really simple. Like edit a, a YouTube video or something. And, and I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. But you want me to edit this YouTube video because you want to create a series of, of videos. And I don't really want to be the guy editing all these YouTube videos forever. Yeah. So how about I show you, especially for like no money, because they're like, oh, I don't have enough money, you know. So I'm like, how about this? You give me the money that you wanted to pay me to do this video, and I'll show you how to do that mm -hmm. consistently on a level that's attainable for you. Yeah. And then they may do that, you know, if, if it works out, they may do that for a, quite a bit of time. Um, and then until one day, they might want to step it up. Yeah. And then they'll know they'll have a little bit of knowledge behind what they've done, what they've achieved. And hopefully by bringing somebody else in that they get a better product. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, this was worth it because I know what I could do on my own, but I need you. So they'll be willing to pay you what you, you know, they'll be like, Oh man, I got a hundred dollars for you to do this thing. I'm like, give me that hundred dollars. I'll show up for like an hour or two and run you through your editing software. Mm -hmm. Boom. They go running with that. And then they'll come back to me and I'm, then I'm, hey man, can you do this? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, that's going to be like, you know, <clears throat> I might come through like for a couple of hours, you know, that's going to be 600 bucks to a thousand dollars. They'll be like, great. Yeah. Because they know what they can do with that now. Yeah. And it's not like, I don't really have enough. They, they know what it can do, no matter how much money they're getting ready to pay, um, how much it's going to be worth. Yeah. Because they're educated. And that's a good point because I feel like, you know, it's, it, just as we were saying, you don't know what you don't know for the producer, the person who's actually making the product. You don't know if you, you know, you don't know what you don't know if you're the client. And that's kind of the purpose of the podcast and like why we, we talk about all this stuff is really trying to educate people that are, are looking to have videos created or do video marketing and how does that, that play into everything. And, you know, you mentioned something prior to the podcast that I, I love, you know, you said if, you know, if somebody wants a brand video done for their website and then you know, you're, you're going to say like, well, we want to pay you $1,500 and a brand video is something that, you know, once you get a video on your website, it's probably going to be there for about five years because, you know, you want it to be something that can stand the test of time. And website videos usually are higher dollar production. And, um, you know, the point you made is, you know, what is the return on investment you're going to get in that video? You know, are you going to make that $1,500 back? And that's something that you, know, you really need to think about when you do hire someone to create any type of marketing or sales materials is, What's the return on investment? How do we get that back? Because to your point, in five years, if, if you only pay $1,500, you may not be available to shoot the next video mm. because that's all, you know, if, you know, is it reasonable if you break that $1,500 down over five years and what they're getting out of it? You know, a great example I feel like of that is if you're selling a service and one, you know, one, um, one customer for your service makes you $5,000 and you paid $1,500 for a video, well, I mean, that's, you know, your return on investment is great. I mean, you have to look at what your costs are and stuff, but, but that's just one person versus like, you know, obviously if, if you're selling cookies or something like that and, you know, it's $3 a cookie, you got to look at how many cookies do I have to sell with this video on my website in the next year? 
Right. You know, and oftentimes that's why you might see like videos and, you know, if you're in the food industry, you might see videos maybe aren't as flashy, you know, depending on the, the restaurant or the service because they just, you know, they don't have that in their budget. They haven't been able to figure out where the return is there. Right. And I think if you, if you want to look at folks like, uh, I don't know, like really big time people, um, almost like it was like an Applebee's commercial or something like that, right? Um, where there's like food and they're like, oh, come on. Just think about it. Like how many how many of these stores are there yeah. and how they're all putting into the same national commercial, yeah, right? And then you've got the one business where they're selling cookies. And this isn't like, oh, you've got like six or seven stores where all of their income is like putting into the one video. This is just the one store and I'm trying to sell cookies. So less money needs to be put into the actual production of the video. Then more money should be put into the actual advertising and marketing of the video. Like more thought needs to be put into that because once you get the product, you really got to do a lot of legwork because, right, you, you need to make that return on your investment and your products are selling for, you know, very cheap. So you definitely want to make your money back um, and exceed that in profit. So, you know, we we do a lot of creative work as creatives, but we definitely have to have knowledge. I think that's where a lot of people lack. Um, we have to have knowledge of the business and we have to have knowledge of the the business and the niche that we're getting into um, so that we can price accordingly and we can talk to these people and say, this is your product. This is your target market. Okay, cool. Um, this is what I can do for you that I know will work. Mm-hmm. I know you want a video and you want it to look like that. And you want to be flashy, but you don't need that. Yeah. And that right there would cost you way more money than you could, you know, for it to be good. It will cost way more than you would ever get back. But I can do this for you. I can make this real. Mm-hmm. I can do some social media clips and we can do that for, for less and then make sure that it you know, we can build you a plan, right? You can work with people who build a plan and they actually disseminate um, the product and to deliver it to your clients. That's what you want to kind of be looking at, uh, especially in the beginning stages of your of your business. And, you know, depending on where you are, you got to make sure you can get that final product to your people and to your audience. Yeah. Right. And then you can make the return. Um, so I definitely think it's, Sometimes it's not always about what's happening in production uh, as you've got to have your audience first. Um, and I, I tell this to like uh, music video guys and I don't do as many music videos anymore, but uh, like I would, you know, people had a plan. I would even, you know, I would just be willing to help some people out, but they don't have an audience. They don't have their music out online. They're like, oh, I'm on SoundCloud. And it's like, oh, okay, it's cool. I'm on SoundCloud. But um, I need more from you. Yeah. I need you to be working. Like, you can't just be like, oh, I could just come out the closet last year. I need a video. No, you don't. You need photos. Yeah. And that's going to be easier for me. It's going to be easier for everybody else. It's going to be easier on your budget. Mm-hmm. But I can just take some photos of you, You can and you can hit the ground running on Instagram and start building your following. Yeah. Then you can come back to me and we can talk about making a music video when there's something to attain on the other end. Oh, I got a show coming up. I want to go on tour. Cool. Then a video might be dope. Yeah. But right now, you need to be... Let's get realistic. Yeah. You're not Michael Jackson. You know, you're not Eminem. Yeah. And nobody knows who you are. Yeah. Go and get your following. I love having these conversations with you because I feel like that's very much, that's a good point. And like, that's very much a strategy perspective, which I think to your point, having knowledge of the business or what you're doing, you know, and, and people, 
you know, listening, watching, that's something to consider. Like I always tell clients, like, you know, they've worked with different videographers and they go, I just told them I wanted a hype video. And they're like, okay, cool. And they showed up, shot it, give it to them. And I said, to me, that's always a red flag because that's kind of my first step. That's always been my first step. And we've kind of built the business on that is, okay, well, let's stop for a second. Like, yeah, you want a video? That's cool. Uh, why do you want a video? Because there's always a reason behind it. Usually it's like, you know, I want more customers or, you know, I want to be able to try and grab more email addresses, things like that. So you're like, okay, let's figure out why you want that. Then let's figure out who are we actually trying to talk to? Because that's something that like a lot of people don't think about. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, maybe video is not the right approach for you. I mean, to your your point, like I had a guy call me one time and this will probably amaze people. I think I might have even mentioned on the podcast before, but I got a guy call me and he goes, I want, I want a, a, vi a video for my, uh, my company. And I go, why do you want a video? And he goes, well, he goes, you know, video is hot. Like I was talking to one, like somebody else that I know that's in business, like you got to have a video. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I go, well, you know, what's your company name? And then he gives me his company name. I'm looking it up. We're talking. And uh, I noticed he wants a Facebook. So I want it on social media. I want to run ads. Mm -hmm. So uh, like I'm looking like he doesn't have a website. So like didn't have a website. And then like he didn't have like he had a Facebook page, but like it had like a couple followers and like he only posted a handful of times. And, mm -hmm. and I, I, I told the guy, I was like, listen, I said, I, I think, you know, I think a video is a great investment for a company. I said, but I said, I'm be honest with you. I go, you don't have a website. I go, and you know, you only have a couple followers on Facebook. I go, so nobody's going to see this content. If you run it organically, you know, you'd have to run ads. I go and grow that following. I go, but even when, when people watch the video, if you're trying to drive them back to your website to buy your product, there's no website. So I was like, really what you need right now is take that budget you need a website. And I was like, I know some website designers, if you don't have one already mm -hmm. and I'll connect you and that's what you should spend your money on this year. And the next year, if you know, if things are going good, then give me a call back. Right. We'll build your video for right. you. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I've told people similar things, man, that you need that ecosystem and you need to bring it home. Right. Like once you send something back out, they've got to be able to come back. So you need, you need this whole thing to go full circle. And I try to do something similar with myself, just self-promotion and different things like that. Some things I need to be better with, especially like posting on social media. Um, but I think you've got to have, you definitely have to have the website, right? And then when people search your name, like how do you come up? You got to pay attention to like things like, you know, search engine optimization or whatever, SEO. And you're, you've got to figure out like, how can I bring people back home? If people are on Instagram, where are they going? Okay, there's the link tree thing that people came out with, right? So follow the link in the bio. Like now you can have multiple links in your bio. They just, you have to make a link tree. If you don't have a link tree and you're always changing the links people are clicking to, when somebody goes back to that old post on Instagram that's like four months old and says, knew this, knew that, just check the link in the bio. And they go and click the link in the bio and it's for something else. Mm -hmm. You're not paying attention to the roads and the routes that you're sending your people, yeah. right? Turn right over there and you'll end up at, you know, at the Shell gas station and it ends up being a BP. You're giving out the wrong information. Yeah. So build the link tree because it's simple and then have the different places for people, you know, and make sure you maintain that. Um, these are simple things that you can do or you can hire someone else to do these things um, to make sure that it's consistent. And that you're being consistent. And I think that's the big thing that you're talking about is like, we need consistency here, man. We need you to post more often. Like, I, I'm I'm all in with your business. If you want to hire me, cool. But I'm all in with you. You got to be all in with me. And this Facebook thing, it's one post every six months. 
that's not you getting you anywhere and that's not going to get me anywhere. So I need you to start posting more often. I need you to build more social media accounts. I need you to have a full circle. Yeah. Um, you know, and if your LinkedIn is all whack and, and dry and it looks like you don't exist, put up a profile picture, finish the profile, man, and, and bring it all home. That's all great advice for anyone listening, watching, like that's really starting to think of your marketing and your sales and your process for your business as being one cohesive circle, like Najat is saying. And, you know, I, it kind of tying it back into like, we were talking like, why, 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 why are all these variables out there? Like, why can a video cost so little to so much? And this kind of ties into that in terms of you're talking about levels of experience. You know, some people think it's, ah, it's equipment or it's people. And sometimes it is equipment and people because you have things that you have to pay. You know, cameras can cost tens of thousands of dollars. Lighting can cost thousands of dollars. But part of it, too, is the person you're hiring to make those decisions. So, you know, what Najata is talking about, when you work with somebody like Najata, you're working with somebody who understands how everything goes together because, you know, a lot of times now back, you know, I'd say back 20 years ago, if you wanted to advertise, like I got to go to an advertising agency, I got to go find a marketing company. But there's so many things, thanks to social media, that you have these opportunities where you can run your own ads. You don't have to be on television. You can do things, email marketing. So now the need to go to an agency isn't always there. So then you start building it out as a business owner thinking, or even as a marketing agency thinking, we need to have somebody that, you know, a video company. So you go to that video company and really... I think a true test for a video company is more than just making a great product, but it's looking out for what you need and then being able to give that hard advice and saying like, right. I feel like that's a good. I definitely think, and you know, that's so true. And I also think that it's, it's easier for the internet to make things all convoluted and confusing. Yeah. So it's easier for you to jump out as a business owner and be like, all right, I can go direct to the customer. I can go direct to whoever I want. And I can talk right to these people. And I think that if more people work with ad agencies, maybe things will be, prices would probably be more generalized. Like it wouldn't be all over the place. Um, and people would start to get what they want and they would get what they, they would get what they need and they would get what fits the budget and everything's like that. Um, but the thing, the good thing about it, having an ad agency in the middle is that there are people in the ad agency who know how to speak the language of the media producers. Okay, right? You're talking to these creatives. They speak that language. If you are the the cookie baker, right? You're the baker and you don't know anything about video, but you want to, you think you knew on a video and, and you want to advertise and you want all this. You're a baker. A lot of people are like, man, I'm a baker. I don't know nothing about that. I need you to handle it. Cool. But just because I'm a videographer doesn't mean I know how to run ads. Yeah. That doesn't mean I know anything about the direction that you're going or anything like that. But if you spoke to, you know, like a producer or somebody at the ad agency, they be like, all right, we got you. We know exactly what you need. They, they'll go into it deeper mm -hmm. and then they'll be able to give the plan to the people who are producing the product. And then some of those people just follow the plan. It's like, I don't know how to cook, but I know how to follow directions. I'm going to follow a recipe. That ad agency, that marketing company is going to give the recipe to the creators. And the creators are going to follow the recipe. Oh, that's great. And, and then it's going to come out. It's going to be perfect. Um, you know, but if you don't have the plan and you don't have the time to commit to building the plan to then give to the creators, they're going to be like, Okay, I guess like, you know, and maybe some of them will just take your money and just and run with it. And you'll be like, well, I think we didn't really hit the mark. Yeah. Right. So 
you've got to be able to speak these languages and then you should always know how educated you are, what you know and what you don't know. Because how many times have we gone into um, an electronic store of some sort and then been like, oh, and walk out and be like, I knew more than that guy. And all I did was read the manual, yeah. you know? So, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, even though you go to somebody who you expect to know it, sometimes you will know it more because you educated yourself. But uh, it, it does, it takes that time to, you know, step into the library sometimes, read a book for a little bit, and then, you know, make, make those decisions for yourself. And that's the one big thing, like, because I know we're probably going to get people that are listening that are video production people, and they're going to be like, wait a second, you know, I charge $1,000, you know, wait. And and it's not, and like I always say in this show, like, and I've said this in numerous episodes, like, it's not, not you know, everyone's growing, everyone's trying to build themselves up, and, you know, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, getting started or charging a certain price point. And that's where really as a consumer, like, to your point, like, go in, you have that knowledge, and, and talk to that person and see, because, you know, at the end of the day, like... The reason why, you know, there are all these very varied prices, but I think it's great because depending on the business that needs the product, I think depending on the person where they are in their business, you know, there's options versus like 20, 30 years ago, you know, if you, you couldn't even be in this industry unless you could own the equipment. So like there was only a handful of people that you could even go to and those people were charging ridiculous rates. So if you wanted video, you were, you're out of luck. You just couldn't even have anything. So you couldn't even touch these companies. And now there's so many things between, you know, having your phone to having somebody come in that's still getting started, having somebody that maybe is started, but they're still trying to grow their, their clientele. And what's great about that is you really can grow with them and scale with them together. And what I want to do, like for everyone listening, like wrapping this kind of up and, and kind of summarizing, because I know we covered so much stuff with this and how this kind of plays into um, you trying to make a better decision. I, I'd say, you know, get some quotes, ask some questions, you know, and and, you know, just because somebody's cheaper doesn't mean they're not the right choice. Maybe they're the right choice for you. But, you know, start to become, you really have to become a more educated buyer because that's going to help you. And this this was a great step towards that because that's going to help you make a better decision because, you know, to your point, you know, you need somebody who can who can really, like, diagnose your problem. You know, if you, if you need to get your appendix out, you're not going to go to your dentist, you know, and you're not going to go... You know what I mean? And you're not, if you have a, if you have a bad tooth, you're not going to try and remove it yourself. You're going to go to a professional. So, you know, you really need to talk to somebody who, who's like the right person for that. So maybe if you're trying to run a bunch of ads, you know, or you're trying to do more with your marketing, go to that marketing agency, go to that advertising agency, start talking with them. You know, if you're like, Hey, you know, I, I just want to have a video for my website and integrate that, then start talking to a video production company if that's the route you want to go, but really do a good job at talking to them and, and pay attention to the questions they ask because I think that's going to tell you, you know, ultimately who you want to work with based on your budget and, and where they're going. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but uh, no, this has been awesome. I'm glad to have you on again. And we're going to have you on again in the future in a different shirt. Okay. And, hey. <laughs> and um, yeah, Nishad, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Watch Time. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And remember to like and subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And if you want your question answered on our podcast, go to flexmediacle.com backslash watch time.